Welcome, everybody. My name is Michael, and this is another episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. My goodness, what do we got in store for you today? Tons and tons. Hey, before we get uh, started, huge shout out to my buddy Jim Brewer. I want to thank him for being on the show last week. That was pretty awesome. Boop. Just killed the volume on my laptop. I don't want the interruption of the ding-a-lang. Boy, it's a loud thing. It's a scary one. You get it. You get an email. You're recording a podcast. You get that bing. I don't need that. I don't need that. There's already enough out there to scare you and have you off balance. Here's what's coming up on the show. This will scare you and get you off balance. We got uh, some really disconcerting news, shall we say, about the FBI. Going to get you updated on that. We got some Border Patrol, some very disconcerting news. Some very disconcerting, just like the whole uh, Democrat Party. Like, what is going on there? We got to dig into that. There's also uh, Pelosi, Pelosi punch news, you guys. Nancy Pelosi. We're going to have a lot of fun with Nancy Pelosi. Talk about how she wants to punch people. I'm going to punch people. You, Alex Jones got had a big fine. Got to get into that. Oh my gosh, what's going on with my schedule? Uh, doing some stuff for Fox Nation. A couple of things next week. We got big shows coming up at the America First Warehouse. There's that show tonight. News, my goodness. Energy stuff. Yeah, oil, petroleum, jelly, KY. I don't know. Biden has got us on the fast track to the basement. Also, <clears throat> big news about Rings of Power. Uh, and this will probably make some of you guys sad. Uh, the return of rock and roll intro. Yes, he's done it again. Today, you guys, on the show... I just want to get into a little bit of truth, <laughs> a little bit of uh, news, and a little bit of fun. We're going to do it. <laughs> you just do that forever. That still amuses me. Okay, let's dig into it. We have begun. So right out of the gate, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to uh, fly by any of the, the big stories. Here's what's bugging me. Here's what's got uh, a bee in my bonnet. It's all just, it's all just uh, a lot to take in with all this. I wrote a thing. I wrote a thing uh, about the FBI. Two of them this week. It is wild. So the Durham report, this one, this is a huge bummer. This is a huge bummer about uh, Durham and the investigation and all that other stuff. It's uh, the statute of limitations is coming up. The statute of limitations. So here's the big problem that we face. Uh, everybody's going to get away with it. And that is so incredibly uh, frustrating and really not good news for our republic. The FBI, it was funny. It's like I, I've been talking about this for a long time, getting into it. And I've 
I've evolved my, I, I, I was one of those guys that like was one of those, uh, you know, hey, the, the vast majority of people in the FBI and now I've, in, in recent months, whew, maybe even not even recent months, but uh, it's developed to, we just got to tear it down. We just have to tear it down. And before uh, anybody listening uh, gets all whacked out about that, yes, I know uh, the FBI. They they do they they do have an important job to do, but uh, I don't think they should be doing international stuff anymore. Let's let's leave that. Let's start a new. Let there's a million ways to tear the FBI apart, and we can still be safe. We can still have the counterterrorism, and then you know everything. What does the FBI do? that the CIA is not supposed to do? What does the FBI do that Department of Homeland Security doesn't do? And I'm sure I'm overlooking a few other agencies. Like how many, pardon my French, how many fucking agencies do we need uh, to do this stuff? Now here's the weird thing uh, with this. I kind of, I don't know. I want transparency. I want oversight. It, It... it doesn't, I like someone looking over somebody's shoulder, like Department of Homeland Security, they say they're going to be doing X, Y, and Z, and then you get the FBI. I, I don't mind a little bit of overlap, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, these douchebags, they get full of themselves. They get so full of themselves, and it's always good to have a fresh pair of eyes come in, like when cases overlap and, and somebody going, Doug, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing, Doug? You're looking for the table. The table's right there, you fucking moron. I, I, I don't mind that. But the FBI, with this whole uh, Durham thing, it's, uh, it's criminal. It is really criminal. And if you look at a timeline, of course I'm talking about uh, the Russia collusion, the Trump-Russia, all of that stuff. Now here's what, uh, here's what the FBI is saying. And here's what just happened with Durham. So Durham had an FBI dude on the stand, and they know now that, like, they offered uh, Christopher Steele, very, very early on, the FBI offered Christopher Steele a million dollars if he could back up, if he could prove any of his claims, if he could have confirmation on any of the claims from the crazy-ass Steele dossier. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. So now you have FBI agents on the stand going, yeah, we knew it wasn't, we knew there was nothing there. We knew there was nothing there. Yet they went ahead and did it anyway. When you look at the totality of it, and that's kind of what I want everybody to do right now. So the FBI claims that someone overheard a conversation in a bar This is how the whole, this is what they're saying. This is what they fucking want us to believe. They overheard a conversation in a bar or someone overheard a conversation in a bar talking about, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Russians, uh, the Russians want Trump to beat Hillary or the, the Russians, something, something about the Russians and Trump. So, so, so that, that started it. That's what they say. That started just the, just the wisp, just the, just the wisp of a conversation about a, uh, a foreign government picking sides. And they're like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. If anybody believes that, I have a bridge I want to sell you. That's because that's that's just how we would. It's like it's like the FBI wants us to, th- to think they're like those dogs in like a prison movie. 
You know, when they hand the prisoner's shirt to the dog and the dog, oh, he's on the trail, he's on the trail. Yeah, that's how the FBI works. That's how you, they, they just hear a, they just hear a wisp of a rumor and they have to follow it up. Now, when confronted uh, with Hunter Biden and his laptop and emails and text messages and eyewitnesses, then eh, not much you can do. Not much you can do there. But boy, howdy. In 2015, you just hear a rumor and you're like, we got to track it down, fellas. Okay, so that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And now we know, and it is a, it's a proven thing, that Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid for the Steele dossier. That was just, op- that was opposition research. They paid for it. They lied. They're like, oh, we didn't pay for that. But now, yeah, they have. And they were fined by the FEC. So that's just a matter of boom. So we know they paid for it. Uh, we know that the Clinton campaign had lawyers just marching in uh, to the FBI and getting meetings pretty much, I guess, whenever they wanted to, going, oh, I, I heard a rumor. My, my people tell me that there's a, uh, there's a secret server in Trump Tower and he's talking to the Russians. So they have to investigate that, right? So then the FBI confirms that the Steele dossier is, is not true. They know it's not solid. They know it's full of BS. Yet they go ahead with it. And then when they get the email from the CIA saying, hey, FBI, uh, Carter Page is a, is a source. He's a, he's, he's a trusted guy. He's a source for us. You can trust Carter Page. He's not a bad guy. Uh, dude from the FBI changes that email to make it look like, oh, Carter Page isn't a source for the FBI. I don't think that dude even got in trouble. I don't think the, the, the Clinton lawyer who was going into the FBI, who had his own little team of, you see, he had his own little team of uh, 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 IT kids trying to hack into uh, uh, Trump's uh, computers. Successfully, I guess, too. Successfully. And they were getting, they were getting hits off of, uh, off of ads Ooh, they got they got adware. He didn't get in trouble either. And then you got Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Oh, don't worry, Lisa. Don't worry, my darling Lisa. We have an insurance policy. He didn't get in trouble either. And then you got uh, Comey, James Comey, who, knowing the Steele dossier wasn't any good, knowing that the uh, FISA warrant was no good, and knowing all, he decided to leak, he decided to break his oath and leak to the press so that they could spawn an investigation. Now, for those absolute douchebags, you're all untrustworthy. You're all untrustworthy. I I want you all fired. And then for the 51 members of the intelligence community who signed a document saying, oh, the Hunter Biden laptop isn't real, when they had no such evidence to back that up, it's it's out of control. The the intelligence community is out of control because I would James Comey he he knows the Steele dossier is wasn't true. He knows he just wants the investigation, so he knows that nothing's going to come of it. It's all about baking in a negative connotation. I'm telling you, it's all about branding. They just want people to go ooh. They hear the name Donald Trump and they associate that with, oh, 
Russia bad guy, orange man bad. And that was the plan. Granted, he won the election, but I know it affected voters in 2020. We won't even get into the, uh, the, uh, the way the election was handled in COVID and all that stuff. My point is simply this. The FBI and the intelligence community is affecting the outcomes of our election. They're picking winners and they're picking losers. They have favorites and they're actively supporting their favorites. That ain't good for business. So we got to rip it up piece by piece and replace all those divisions. And anybody who tells you otherwise is a ginormous idiot who is uh, part of the very scary new uh, liberal Democrat movement, the progressives, if you will. Let's get into this a little bit. Oh, and then it'll be it'll be in the B block. We do the we do the how about a nice big Pelosi punch? Because that's gonna get in. That's gonna get into uh, uh, some I, whatever violence, violence, punching women, equal rights, Title Nine, transgen, all of it. We're gonna be ripping the bandaid off of that. But for right now, I would be remiss if we didn't just talk about. How frickin' when like what we're doing is like we're we're taking a look at the FBI, the CIA, blah 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 blah, all that. It's, you take a step back and it's freaking horrifying. It's horrifying. You know, you guys all these political pundits looking at one little instance. You know, oh here's here's an instance uh, where a lawyer went in and did something unseemly. Oh here's an instance uh, when this member of the FBI did. Here's an no. Now take take a step back. And you're going to be freaking horrified. It's going to make your, uh, it's going to make your skin tangle. So let's do that with the uh, liberal side of the political coin. It is uh, really scary. Really disconcerting. That's the word of the day. Disconcerting. So... You've got people pouring across the border. That's one thing. That's one thing. But the worst thing is this incredible, uh, this mutilation of kids that they're supporting. And it's like every time you just got to kind of try to shake the cobwebs out of your head. It's hard to believe just how uh, adamant they are about this. A six, a freaking a sixteen-year-old can't buy a beer. You know, if you're this age, you can't buy a gun. You're not, you can't drive a car. You're not, you're not, you're not old enough to make these decisions. Yet they're really going forward with. I saw some bitch on the news the other day in a clip talking about children know they're transgender in the womb. What in the hell are you talking about? And then this incredible. Uh, like, like Gavin Newsom, uh, talking about the state will raise your kid if you don't, uh, believe in their, in their gender fluidity. And then there's some other horrible lady, uh, from, from like Virginia trying to pass a bill 
that if you don't support your kid's transgender ideology, then you're going to go to jail. It is, it's beyond crazy. It's, it's an outrage that these people, one, that they're doing it, and they, they keep feeling compelled to keep going. They, they just keep going. I, it's really, that, that's all you need. That's, that's, that's all you need to know. Anybody who wants to mutilate a kid, and I feel it's like one of those things where you, you have to say it out loud because you'll always be taken out of context. Like, listen, if you're a grown-ass man and you want to live the rest of your life as a grown-ass woman, go for it. I give zero shits. But once you start chopping body parts off of little kids when you, as a parent, are supposed to know better, somebody needs to go to jail. Like, somebody, how is this not illegal? And where is the GOP? So you've got uh, this lawmaker in, in Virginia who's like, hey, I'm going to make this bill. If a parent, if a parent doesn't support uh, the kids, uh, we're going to lock them up. If you don't want to chop uh, the titties off your daughter, then uh, we're going to lock you up. Where the hell is the GOP uh, equal and opposite of that? That if any one performs a, a mutil- mutilation surgery on a kid, they go to jail. Where is the bill that's like, hey, teachers, if you, if you teach this in the classroom, you're going to jail. I know DeSantis has that uh, bill in Florida, the parental rights, the parents need to know and you shouldn't be teaching this, but people need to go to jail. People need to be really dissuaded. You've got people, you've got people who are losing their medical licenses uh, for just talking about studies uh, of COVID. You know, they, they were, they're like, hey, buddy, uh, you said uh, you said ivermectin was an option. We're going to take away your medical license. They're they're literally hospitals are like, bring your kid in. We'll chop off those pieces. Yeah, yeah, he's eight. He can make that decision. They're not going to go to jail. They get to keep their medical license. Ooh, I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot. So that's the uh, that's the Democrat Party. They want, to, uh, they want to be able to kill uh, babies whenever, whenever, hey, any, at any point in the pregnancy, sometimes even right after we need, or uh, unless we think the kid identifies as transgender and then we're going to do some Joseph Mengele type shit on them. It's horrifying. Oh, meanwhile, we're going to let millions and millions of people uh, come across the border. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're not going to vote. Although now in D.C., they're like, hey, shouldn't residents, shouldn't people who live here be able to vote in local elections even if they're not from here? This is like the third time they've tried that. Everything they go, every time they tell you, you're crazy, that's not going to happen. Fucking here you go. It's a guarantee. Buckle up. They tried it in San Francisco. They should just be allowed to vote in local elections. It doesn't matter if they're citizens. They tried it in New York. They should be able to vote here, even if they weren't born here, even if they're not citizens. Now they're trying it in D.C. Mutilating kids, having people who don't live here vote 
for stuff. Squalor and crazy people shitting in the streets. And then they have the nerve to go, the Republicans don't even have ideas. That was Joe Biden the other day. They don't even have ideas. What are the Democrats for? What are we for? Fucking sanity, you dumbass. Who's telling that guy what to say? Who is telling that man what to say? Probably the same people who were telling Fetterman. Okay, so here's what we got coming up. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with some Nancy Pelosi. We got to inject We got inject some funny into this. We got Nancy Pelosi talking about punching people. Nancy Pelosi, and then we're gonna, we got to rip into Fetterman. This is another one that's just gone too far. But Fetterman is, Fetterman is uh, the poster boy for the modern, the modern liberal. It's just, they just need, it's like, it's, it's Joe Biden. He's Joe Biden. He's Joe Biden with a hoodie and a neck lump. Big, big fester. <laughs> that's what I'm, he looks like Uncle Fester, but like on steroids. Big fester. But here, it's like, they just want big sacks of flesh that will say things, that will say what they're supposed to say. And that's what Fetterman is. That's what Fetterman, that's what Fetterman is. That's what he is. Just like Joe Biden, better behind Ah, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are great. Each razor has stainless steel blades, an aloe vera lubricating strip, and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up. Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are gonna ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're gonna stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. We're back, everybody. We're back. Listen, listen. Michael has to take a little break. 
he had to sit down and get his sauce together. So it's me, Nancy Pelosi, and I'm taking over. And I, I think I might even, I might even play a little, little guitar too. Yes, a little. Oh my goodness. I'm playing, guys. I'm doing it. I want to punch Donald Trump. I want to punch him out. I want to punch Donald Trump. I want to punch him out. Because on January 6th, I had a documentary film crew in here in my office. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what were they doing there on January 6th, you might ask? I don't know. What an absolute... Here's another farce. Just another absolute farce. So, turns out, you guys, with a Nancy Pelosi punch, and uh, how about a nice Nancy Pelosi punch? That's the old uh, Hawaiian punch ad. <laughs> By the way. Oh! And then we'll get to Fetterman, too. Fetterman! Me Fetterman! Nancy Pelosi, this is just revealed because they're wrapping up the January 6th insurrection, you guys. Worst day in American history. It was worse, it's worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor wrapped up into one. So I did some research into uh, January 6th because Nancy Pelosi had a uh, documentary film crew following her around. Her daughter. Her daughter's a documentary filmmaker. So her kid was in town. I think it was her daughter. And I think her son was also there. Whatever. Whatever. She had a film crew. Why did she have the film crew there on January 6th? I did a little bit of, uh, did a little bit of research. Looked into the old, uh, the schedule. The, the congressional schedule. Nothing on the docket that day. Nothing on the docket. Now, I know Trump was giving a speech, yada, yada, yada. Maybe that's the day they were just going to certify it. I think that's what it was. So there's like a ceremonial day. But I looked on the congressional docket. They didn't have anything on it. But yeah, she's going to have a uh, documentary film crew. So there's a moment, and this is the video uh, that's up at theloftestparty.com. There's a moment where they show the people marching in the streets, marching in the streets. Not burning down any targets, by the way. The, uh, the, the, the Republican, the people, the GOP, the Make America, the, the, the insurrectionists. So the, the clip starts on the TV and then, it, and then the camera pans over to Nancy Pelosi's chief of staff. And then this, this chick comes in and she's like, yeah, uh, Secret Service said that uh, Trump wanted to come over, but they're telling him not to come over. They don't got a per, the personnel to uh, protect protect him, but uh, so he's not he's not coming over. And then she realizes the camera's in the room. She goes, but but you never know that could change. And then Nancy Pelosi, and this is where it might get a little raunchy. It might get a little might get a little spicy. Just warning you. That's when Nancy Pelosi, uh, her her right hand all akimbo as her as her right arm and hand love to do. She's she's pointing. She's pointing and re- doing the karate chop of the air thing. And she's I hope he does come over. I'm gonna punch him out. I'm gonna punch him out. And then she realizes the camera's on her and she goes, but I then I'll go to jail and and, and I and and I will be I'll be happy. So there's a lot of interesting things going on in this moment. So 
she knows Trump isn't coming over. So that's why she does her little, I'm going to punch him out. I'm going to punch him out. And I find it very telling that she doesn't say, I'm going to scream at him. I'm going to yell at him. I'm going to tell him what's what. No, she goes to violence. That's her first instinct. When she wants to be impressive and really and really put her foot down for the camp, she starts talking about violence. And for that part, I'm being serious. That's a little, it's a little, I never heard, I never heard Trump talk about, I'm going to beat the snot out of Joe Biden. I'm going to, I'm going to take him out in the alley and just beat him. But Joe Biden says that about Trump. And, and he's lauded as some kind of, oh, he's a hero. And then you got Nancy Pelosi. Now, I'm going to punch him out. I'll punch him out. So, boy, that's a, it's a lot of violent talk. A lot of violent talk, which I think is very telling. Because that's what, that's how that, that mind works. The progressive, like, pseudo-socialist mind work. Just do what I say or you'll be met with violence. Just do what I say because my first instinct is violent. Not, not to, uh, hey, I'm going to read him the riot act. I'm going to, ooh, I'm going to shoot. No. No, it's always violence. Which leads me to my next one. Uh, too many people talk smack about violence who've, who've never been the victims of violence. Like, do you think, do you think Nancy Pelosi's ever been in a fist fight? Do you think in her life she has ever been in a physical confrontation? And then here she is making all these decisions about, oh, we should, you know, send these people over here. We should have these people. I'm going to fight him. B- honey, you are someone who's never been punched. And I think there's a lot of uh, people out there talking a lot of smack. We used to have these, I did this show. World's Dumbest Criminals, World's Dumb, all that. It was a great show. It was a lot of fun. But occasionally we'd get these clips, and and women need to know this is legit. You got to watch this. You got to watch out for this. We'd have these clips where these women would just be like beating the snot out of some dude. Maybe it's their boyfriend. Maybe it's a guy on the subway. And the dudes don't fight back. They're just like, because that's been the expectation for so long. You know, chivalry. Oh, you one one never hits a woman. One should never do that. And now you've got a couple generations that are being raised with everybody's equal. Okay? So this is just me, uh, canary in the coal mine in this shit. Ladies, you don't want to get into a physical confrontation with a dude. When you see it, You're seeing it now in videos where some girl smack her boyfriend, wham, she just pops him a good one. And then he hits back and people are horrified because it's a horrifying thing. There's a difference between men and women. Dudes are bigger. Dudes are stronger in general. Yes, I'm sure there's there's a woman out there that could beat up a guy. Yes, that's, yes, yes, yes. But for the most part, if you're walking down the street and some guy does something and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna smack this guy upside the head, be prepared. Dudes are now 
hitting back. And I don't think you're going to like it. I don't think you're going to like it at all. Now, with that being said, I would pay cash money to watch. uh, It would be sad, but it would be. I'd watch Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And you guys know it. Donald Trump would beat the shit out of Joe Biden. These these people talk this shit about, oh, I'd, I'd punch him. I'd like to take him in the back alley. Dude, Trump would kick your ass. You don't, you don't want to go into a back alley and start swinging on the Donald. I guarantee he beats your ass. And what if... And, and if Nancy was was to swing on him, I just want to know what Donald, what the Donald would say before he does like the open, just an open-handed smack, just an open-handed smack, the kind of shit that John Wayne used to do, <laughs> the kind of thing that all those dudes used to do back in the day. There's a you every once in a while you gotta hit your woman. Back when those days, just. Nancy Pelosi, that's all you need. Just an open-handed, I'm not talking about a punch to the, to the, I'm just like a, just a, a big smack upside the head. Oh my God. My, (laughs) I think it would change, it would, it would, it would change her political party. (laughs) She, she, she's willing to give out the Pelosi punch, but she doesn't want to taste of the, the Trump punch. No, she does not. No, she does not. I almost forgot. I almost forgot another giant mistake. This is a, this is another one. This is a, an addendum. This is an asterisk to our uh, opening salvo of the FBI lying, the CIA lying, and now this uh, that Mayorkas dude. They know now. They've they they saw they saw headlines. I I have a few more thoughts about the the women and the transgender stuff too. I just want to make sure I say this out loud. The dude in charge of uh, the border, Mayorkas, Mayorkas. They have emails now showing that he knew damn well that those uh, border patrol agents on horseback didn't whip anybody. The photographer said it. The witnesses said it. Everybody said it. They 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 weren't whipping anybody. They weren't using their reins as whips. Uh, this was in no way, shape, or form a whipping. And then uh, a couple hours later, uh, Mayorkas goes out and gives a press conference talking about this is horrible. This is a whipping. We're gonna look into this. And he's tried to ruin these uh, poor p- people's lives. That's one thing. I feel bad for the agents who who, who are being slandered. However, here you have, hey, this guy's in a big-time position of power. He knows he's lying, and that's the most important thing, is that he undermines the authority here and just gets that, starts baking in those bad connotations. Same thing with Comey and the FBI. They know it's not true, but just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Horrible people. You don't, I, I don't trust these people for, I wouldn't trust these people to run a fucking Wendy's. And here they are. No one gets in trouble. No one gets in trouble for knowingly uh, spreading uh, lies and, and disinformation. However, here we go. Here we go. Transition time. When Alex Jones does it, when Alex Jones does it, 
he gets fined $965 million. A billion bucks, pretty much. And that's just one trial. He's got more coming up. He's got more coming up. Because here's what he did. He said, uh, he said uh, Sandy Hook wasn't real. That's what he said. And for doing that, and for doing that, he now has to pay uh, $965 million to the families uh, who know it was very real. So this sets uh, an interesting precedent if, if you see where I'm going. So if Alex Jones uh, spreads this misinformation and he's got to pay $965 million, boy, uh, James Comey and the FBI, knowing that the Steele dossier was fake, knowing that was phony, but they still persecuted Trump. <clears throat> that, that seems like they owe uh, half the country. Everybody who voted for Trump, uh, I, let's give, uh, we'll call it $5 million apiece. James Comey and the FBI, uh, I, well, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do the FBI. Here's what we should do. We should do uh, James Comey as an individual. And anyone else who works for the FBI, who was part of Peter Strzok, as an individual, owes every uh, buddy who's registered to vote for the GOP, they personally owe us. Because here's the deal. If you, if you charge the FBI, that's just our tax dollars coming around. This has to hurt personally, right? So let's do that. Peter Strzok, uh, you owe every uh, card-carrying Republican $5 million. Uh, James Comey. Uh, you do too. Clapper, you owe us all $5 million. We're going to do great, you guys. We're going to do great this year. They knowingly spread this disinformation, and it has adversely affected me. I'm not sleeping right. I can't. I got PTSD over the whole thing. Now, holy smoke, now we got to talk about, um, we got to talk about uh, Fauci. Fauci with uh, with the jab and the vax. Woo! He knowingly spread. So what do we want from him? Let's go. Ten million. Ten million for every human being who had to witness James Fauci spreading lies. I can't sleep. I'm having a hard time concentrating. Uh, I'm literally shaking from the, I can't function in society. So yeah, let's do it. You want to find Alex Jones uh, $965 million for, for his, uh, for his uh, misinformation? Well, then let's, let's, get the, let's get the misinformation dollars out there. Let's crack open your checkbooks, everybody. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> All right, as promised, uh, we got to talk a little bit about uh, Fetterman. We got to talk about Fetterman. Coming up, uh, coming up on the the, the Patreon uh, portion of the show, we got to talk about uh, some more some more fun Biden policy stuff and some some interesting insight into rings of power and some other pop culture stuff. But you got to come over to Patreon. Uh, ooh, and the, the yes, yes, just come on over. The Patreon people they're they're getting T shirts, they're getting extra segments, they're getting all kinds of cool stuff. And I can't forget, before we get into Fetterman, before we get to Fetterman, uh, we have to talk. I want to remind you guys about the uh, October 29th show at the America First Warehouse. That we're doing uh, that show tonight there. 
Don't worry, I won't do it again. Uh, it's so great. I'll be back at the America First Warehouse. I'll be live streaming from there on Wednesday. I'm going to be in New York for a while. I'm doing... Let's oh, let's have a little bit of fun before we go to Fetterman. Because it is... It's also... It's also dark. It's also dark! So, uh, a little bit of a little bit of fun. I'm doing this uh, Christmas debate. I'm doing this... This show for uh, Fox Nation, like who can remember? It's like it's like you go back. They they pick a year and everybody talks about the news stories. That's one thing. the The other one is we're going to be debating some stuff on Christmas. Like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, Team Blue says no, it's not. Team Red says yes, it is. And when do you start listening to Christmas music? Team Blue says this. Team Red says that. So I'm on a team, and it's going to be uh, myself. And Janice Dean from Fox and Friends. And one other girl, I can't remember her name. And then we're going up against Jimmy Fela. And I don't know who else on his team. But uh, this is, we're, we're taping it in front of a live studio audience on Saturday. I don't know if there's still tickets available. It's free. But I'll figure we'll figure out how to do that. That's going to be hilarious and fun. And if you want to come down... I'll try to uh, see what I can do. I have, I have very, uh, I have, I have, I have thoughts on Christmas and Die Hard and uh, Christmas carols and all that good stuff. Okay, so I have to plug that. And I always want to talk about the America First Warehouse and the great stuff they have going on there. Let's make fun of Fetterman. He needs made fun of. Let's make fun of Fetterman. What a goon this fucker is. His name's John Fetterman. And he is a hoodie man. What a... Listen, we gotta... I, I can't pull punches anymore. This guy has no business being in the race. And it's... It's insane that the... That the Democrats are running him. It's just... Seriously. Like, uh... Just on his own, just on his own, the guy's a loser. He doesn't have good leadership skills, doesn't have good ideas. The ideas that he does have when you put him into action don't work out for like the little town where he was the mayor of. He freaking made that town a lot worse. He is a professional leech. He is a leech. And he's one of those fake tough guys. With his hoodie and his fucking tattoos. So you take that. Just that alone. And then you add in the weird lump on his neck. Which I don't even know. Do we even know what that is? Is it a goiter? Is it a boil? Is it is it like that little dude who lived in the guy's stomach in that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Total Recall. Remember that? Had the little Martian living in his stomach. Ah, uh, Glatu or whatever. So. So Fetterman. Fetterman, former mayor. Fetterman, bad idea. Fetterman, have no job till mid-40s. Fetterman, live off parents. Then Fetterman, be mayor of town. Fetterman, ruin town. Then Fetterman, become lieutenant governor. Me, Fetterman! Me, name John Fetterman. Me, ruin your town. Beware a hoodie man. Me 
of Tattoo Show on Street. Be named John Fetterman. Then the poor goon has a stroke. So if you didn't really think he was all that great before the stroke, now he's had a stroke. And you know what you need? You know what you need when you've had a stroke? You need rest and rehabilitation. They got the guy doing interviews, and I think I'm I'm no I'm no doctor, although I will pretend to be one uh, under the right circumstances. He's I don't know if the audio obviously his speech has been affected. And then when he sits down for interviews, it looks like he has, like, the questions on a screen. You know, because there's a weird thing. I've heard from stroke victims before. You know, they know uh, that they want to say banana, but uh, they can't just put it together if they see a picture of banana. They know it's a – they know it's – they know the word is banana. They see a picture of banana. They know what that is. But then until they see, like, the word it written out – and the the brain is a mysterious place. <laughs> it's a dark and mysterious place. So Fetterman, he needs the stuff printed out and then the question read to him so he can so he can get the thoughts together. The dude had a stroke. So who thinks he's a great candidate? Who thinks, oh, you know what? You know, you know, you know what the state of Pennsylvania needs. Here's what the state the state of Pennsylvania needs a senator. Uh, who uh, lived off his parents till his uh, mid forties, and then and then was the mayor of a small town and, and fucked it all up. That's what we need. Oh, but you know, if he could, if he could be like a a stroke victim, that that would really be really be helpful. Who thinks honestly that Fetterman is the best dude for Pennsylvania? Anybody beyond John Fetterman? I bet the dude's wife. I bet the dude's wife, when her head hits the pillow at night, she's like, "Oof, I hope he paid the life insurance, because this shit's gonna kill him." If you want to die, be a stroke dude running for the Senate. If you've lost the will to live. A stroke dude running for the Senate in Pennsylvania. I guess your life is cheap. They don't care if they kill you. If you're a better man, a hoodie wouldn't better man. Wearing hoodie better. make fun of AOC. Let's make fun of Let's make fun of AOC and talk about big juicy booty latinas. Let's just talk about big juicy booties too. We don't do that enough. I want to talk about We're going to go over to Patreon for this fucking A. I'm going to talk. I'm going to, I have listen, I have distinct I have I have opinions on booties. 
I like the booties. And I was looking for a booty to put on the inner. We're going to be talking booties. We're going to be talking booties. We're going to talk about rings of power. Uh, we're going to talk about some... <clears throat> it's so unsexy. But no, I think people are going to die this <laughs> this winter. I hate to say it. Uh, the price of energy is getting... It's getting so expensive. Uh, and I tell you, if if this was anybody else in the White House... Everyone else would be screaming, people are going to die, people are going to die, people are going to die. And because I want to feel smart, I'm going to talk about it too. And then we got to talk about booties. Booties and rings of power. So much. Uh, so come on over, join the Patreon. Uh, oh, and th- I want to thank everybody. Seriously, the Patreons who are already there, you're fantastic. To the new Patreon people, welcome aboard. And to the people on Facebook, 76,000 and people on Facebook, people are giving stars, people are being so supportive and you're completely awesome. And I do, I do appreciate all of you. And I swear, I will learn the next chord. 